my name is Violet and I'm obsessed with all things personal development. As a life, health, wellness, and meditation coach, I love empowering you through difficult seasons of life so you can venture and live a life you truly love. Join me as I cover topics on health and wellness, money, business, work, great relationships, not so great relationships, love, loss, family, achieving those beautiful goals, creating balance in life, growth, and so much more. Consider this your one stop on a shop for a little happy hour blended with your personal school of life. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to be challenged and inspired while you learn. This is the Venture Love Podcast. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Venture Love Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Um, For our listeners, you're definitely going to want to check Lynn out. Lynn is an American Vietnamese doctorate student in Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Originally from the Bay Area, you were living in beautiful Costa Rica for a while, and now you're back in San Diego. And she offers a wide array of holistic services, including integrative astrology, transformational wellness coaching, birth chart reading, which is super interesting, uh, healing Chinese medicine ceremonies, which is also super interesting. I want to dive into some more. Um, and you're also the host of your very own podcast called Soulthentic, which means true essence of you. So welcome, Lynn. I'm so, so happy to have you. Mm, thank you so much, Violet, <laughs> for having me. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Of course, super happy to have you. So before we dive into our topic today on coming into right relationships with emotions, I would love for my listeners, my community to learn more about you, learn more about your history, what brought you here today, and just share a little bit maybe of your upbringing and um, what brought you into this beautiful work that you do. Mm, Thank you so much. Of course. you know, I'm so honored to be here and be here with you. And, you know, when I met you, I was living in Costa Rica and I was such an important moment of my life because I was really diving into what was important to me at that time. And what I learned was that holding space and creating safe spaces for people to go through their own journey of healing is one of the most important things to me. And I believe that I was raised in a family that showed their loves, love in ways that I had to learn. I had to really learn like, okay, this was how I was raised culturally in an American society, but the American society kind of was different in the way that, you know, we often see families loving each other. I was raised in a Vietnamese Chinese family and, you know, the way that I was shown love from my mother was through food and through mm-hmm. healing. And, you know, when I was sick and I got sick a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. she would make me soup with Chinese herbs. She would do gua sha for me. She would tell me all about the elements and what fire was doing and what wind was doing and like, wow. you know, how these, all these elements were, were contributing to my health. And, you know, as a five-year-old kid, I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Like, I just want to be a kid. I just want to live my life. I want to just enjoy and have fun. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it wasn't until I was an adult that that understanding of my own body and life through the elements and through Chinese medicine and through this more like holistic perspective that everything's connected uh, actually came into full circle. And I realized that that's how I wanted to hold space for people too. Like that's how I wanted to bring people through their healing journeys was, you know, what I was introduced to as a kid. And of course I went through such a journey of getting there and to the point of where I am now, uh, six months away from getting my doctorates in Chinese medicine and acupuncture. But I had to go through such a, a, you know, like an interesting spiral around um, my life in order to find what I really wanted to do and what really felt authentic to me. And so, you know, I have all these pieces that I love to do, like healing people, holding space, but I also love speaking as well, which, you know, my podcast Authentic was birthed out of was having conversations like this, just having meaningful, deep, conscious conversation about what it means to be a human, what it means to have a purpose and to help others and to be of service. You know, all of those things really, really fill me up. And so I'm so excited to just dive into all things Chinese medicine, all things holistic wellness and just have a beautiful conversation with you, Violet. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many questions. Um, I love, first of all, your upbringing. Um, I think mm-hmm. obviously my parents are from uh, Nicaragua, Latin America. And so being raised here, you're right. It's a very different perspective from where our parents came from. And so their version of love shows in different ways. I've realized through different cultures. Um, but I thought that was so beautiful to to hear you express the way that your mom showed you her love for you, fueling you, feeding you, nourishing you. And gosh, how that is so beautiful. I don't think I've ever met anybody that had that kind of hands-on holistic experience that early. I mean, me, myself, I was like curious and diving into this stuff when I was like 12 and 13 and stuff that my mom would have never like thought to share. They just, we didn't have that kind of education growing up, but that's beautiful that your that your mother taught you this. And clearly I'm, I'm sure she's so proud of you. I mean, you're six months from getting your doctorate and it's so exciting. What an exciting time to be doing this work. And yeah, I'm super curious and interested in, in more of what you're doing and studying. So based on what you've been learning lately, like what are you most passionate in? And like, what is, what's like a common thread in your life right now that keeps like springing up for you? Cause I feel like sometimes when we take, inspired action maybe for you it was like moving to Costa Rica and then um, starting this program and that was something that felt so beautiful and exciting for you so now that you're you know getting close to the end of your program like what is it that you're most excited to to Mm. work on and to share and to to share with your community of people Mm, I love this question so much and I just want to acknowledge your upbringing as well and how similar we are in that we were raised in different cultures and those cultures really taught us our values they really taught us how we operate and see the world and I have a lot of respect and so much gratitude for the way I was raised because it taught me how to look at the body in this way it taught me how to look at my life in I almost want to say a fusion right it's like this you have this fusion of a different culture you know Latina Latino 
like culture but then for me it's like the Vietnamese Chinese culture mixed in with American culture uh, I'm so blessed to have that because as I'm now like coming out of the like the really deep end of my program mm-hmm. and reflecting on well, what is it that I feel really passionate about like what what is that golden thread that comes up for me throughout the whole program what is the main thing that I'm so connected to in terms of what I want to treat and how I want to hold space for people in their healing journey. And what has come up for me is coming into right relationship with your emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is a really big topic for me personally. Mm-hmm. And so all of this insight that I've had, all of this, you know, realizations that I've had about mental wellness, um, you know, mental health, all everything around our own consciousness and how we understand ourselves. That's all kind of stemmed out of my own personal journey. And also while learning Chinese medicine and learning about the psyche, learning about how the mind body actually connect together and communicate and communicate through these different signals, right? We have our signs and symptoms when we have a patient come in these signs and symptoms, they're essentially our body communicating to us. And it seems like common sense, like it seems like it's the most intuitive thing, but we actually live in a society that teaches us not to be so connected to our emotions, not to be connected to our bodies. And I even, you know, catch myself in this pretty often where I'm like, I'm so in my head I've been so like, you know, going to and from and so busy, like it's, you have to find those moments of coming back into your body, mm-hmm. doing the practices that really anchor you into the embodied feeling, right? Because it's so easy to get stuck in the head. And I learned as a kid through my mom that our body is telling us something right? When I'm feeling sick, when I'm experiencing a fever, it's actually my body sending me a signal that something's happening inside my body. Mm-hmm. However, in, you know, in this kind of day and age as me as an adult, we would get sick and we would push through that. Mm-hmm. We kind of like keep going until yeah. we're actually like really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to learn that it's this connection to our emotions. It's a, it's our actual deep connection to our body and the signals that it's telling us and that we've learned to ignore them. That's actually a big part of illness, a big part of, you know, why we don't feel healthy is because we're so disconnected from the body's wisdom Mm -hmm. and that it's telling us, it's essentially telling us what's happening, but we're not taking the time to actually sit down and to listen. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of what I've been really interested in. And, you know, with that problem, with that kind of issue at hand of, okay, so we're disconnected from our body. Well, what do we do about it? Mm -hmm. For me, Chinese medicine has been the vehicle of learning what it means to come back into your body. Learning of what it means to like understand 
within nature, everything's so deeply connected. Everything is kind of co-regulating each other. Everything's collaborating. Everything's talking. And and uh, it's like there's symbiotic relationships with, with everything. It's the same thing in your body. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that our body is nature. Mm-hmm. We are nature. We are a part of nature. There's no disconnection there. But yet we've kind of learned that we are disconnected. And it's, and so that's something that has been really um, a big topic on my mind of mm-hmm. how do we reconnect with our emotions? How do we understand our emotions in a healthy way? So that way we can use that instead of um, resisting it, using it as tools and ways that our body actually communicates with us so we can come into right relationship with them and with our health. I love that. I love that you mentioned that because um, it's this world that we do live in. I think what some of us are so drawn to, I think you and I, what we have in common is we're, we're, we're the kind of people that are constantly wanting to personally develop ourselves to heal ourselves so that we can heal others, I feel. And I think, um, not I think, I know it's so, it's so obvious living in this day and age that we're not rewarded for resting. We're rewarded for working and working past our point of health. Like you said, we get so disconnected because we know there's more money if we push harder. There's um, with more money comes more uh, options if we push harder with more, you know, it's just kind of like a, a very sick cycle. And I think um, like for me, a big reminder of health and wellness and connecting was going to Italy with my, my husband's Italian, going to it, Southern Italy with his family and his mom saying, you know, basta, stop with the laptops on the table. She's like, enough, you're on vacation. It's time to rest. And to me, I had never, ever, ever heard that before, ever. And it's so sad that it took so so many years to get to that point of like, huh, wait a minute. We are, she's right. Like it's sunny. It's beautiful. Like we're not supposed to be working. We can, we don't have to, but why are we doing this? It's like this ingrained thing in our brain that we grow up in this environment. And I guess I'm speaking for most of America, Americans, we grow up in this society where you work, 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 and you crash. And maybe you get like a day or two to like rest and hop back to it and like work, 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 work. work. But you're so right that we, there is such a beautiful connection with like emotions and health. And I love that you said that your body is constantly communicating. When I was in my nutrition program at, um, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. That's something that I had never heard about before. And I learned that, that your brain is constantly communicating with your digestive system back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, wow, like it's so incredible that if we were to remove, um, and don't get me wrong, I love technology. I mean, (laughs) I have this podcast and I, I take full advantage of all these like amazing resources, but I think finding ways to find some kind of balance that makes sense for each of us to get back to that health and wellness and connect deeper connection of emotions that you were touching on. Cause I think that's so, it's so needed and it's a topic that I don't hear being spoken on that much. So I'm so excited for you to share like your golden nuggets. There's so much we can dive into, into this topic, but just wanted to share that that's, that's such a beautiful and much needed, super important 
key focus, I think, of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for, for speaking into that. And immediately immediately made me think of you becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, that process oh is a process <laughs> that requires you to actually really, really slow down and mm-hmm. to just completely be present with your baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we were so stuck in that mode of just working, working, going, 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 oh my goodness, we, we would not be present with our child. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to learn, you know, this someone that deeply inspires me is, is Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. And he speaks a lot about parenting and how parenting is one of the most critical, crucial parts of a child's development. Mm-hmm. That's where they learn most of their, almost all of their ways that they interact with the environment as an adult. Like they learn it through childhood. Mm-hmm. It makes me also think in terms of Chinese medicine, we talk a lot about yin and yang, right? So that's a big principle within Chinese medicine when we're trying to understand someone's health. We can look at them in the scope of yin and yang. Like, is this person more yin in nature? Is there an excess of yin? Is there a deficiency of yin? These are the words that we use. Mm-hmm. Or we use, is this person more excess in yang or deficient in yang? And yin is more of the feminine energy it's more of the energy of slowing down it represents the dark side of the mountain as they say in, in mm-hmm. ancient china and yang is going to represent the sun it's going to represent that kind of outwards moving that masculine energy that kind of goes forth and takes action and so we would say in chinese medicine that we're actually in an excess of yang and a yin deficiency mm-hmm. and you know we see this a lot in the clinic at school, like patients coming in and saying, I feel just so dry. I feel so, I have so much heat in my body. I have so much yang in my body. You know, we almost see patients that have no yin, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're having these symptoms where it's telling them your body's running out of fluids. Your body's running out of blood. Your body's running out of like uh, the feminine energy to run on that gives you sustenance to live a, like a joyful life. It's really interesting to compare what's happening on the collective level in society and compare that to what's happening on an individual level, because it's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. What's happening out there is actually happening inside of us. So I feel that the bridge between that and healing that, one of the factors is healing our relationship to our emotions oh my yeah. goodness that's a deep <laughs> topic um how do you do that though you know I feel like yeah. and, and I see the connection between individual and when I think of like myself personally I'm a new mom there's all these things and creative things I want to do and then there's the collective of everything else happening on going on in the world and like yeah mm-hmm. how do you bridge that but how do you it's such a loaded question you know yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? It is the most important question, right? It's how we take that action to actually heal our relationship of emotions. Mm -hmm. And I first want to talk about what it means to have a relationship because having a relationship, I mean, just think about your own personal relationships. How do we have like good relationships with people? You know, we can, we listen to them. We establish trust. We establish this open, clear communication. You know, it's a two-way street. I'm talking, they're talking, I'm listening, they're listening. 
And it's holding that safe space, holding that like non-judgmental space for anything to happen. And, you know, all of us kind of defined relationships differently. You know, what makes a good relationship a good relationship? But just like plants or nature, it needs to be nourished. So just like our emotions, our emotions are actually being stimulated and being produced by our organs. And this is a theory within Chinese medicine that each organ that you have, let's just talk about the heart, for example. We have the physical heart, right? The anatomy that talks about, okay, this is the heart, it's pumping blood to your body. But in Chinese medicine, we actually say that the heart has a mental emotional aspect to it. Mm. And this is called Shen. And, you know, they, they came up with this 2000 years ago saying, okay, this is, this is your heart and your heart has this mental emotional aspect to it. And your heart's actually producing this emotion. And we're actually making the connection that each one of your organs help to produce an emotion in your body. For example, also the liver. Your liver is related to anger. So when we're feeling really angry, that's actually going to impact the liver. It's going to tell the liver, hey, use that chi, use that energy coming from the liver and use it to express anger. And so that's how the organs and emotions are connected within Chinese medicine. And so to kind of tie it back into how do we actually heal our relationships with our emotions, it's first establishing that I am inherently an emotional being, Mm -hmm. right? And that it is okay to have emotions because I think that it has been a big conditioning, like social conditioning of, you know, no time to have emotions. You have to keep going, going, you know, you, you can't, no one has time to hold space for those emotions. There's no time to be sad or to have grief. It's like, we almost want to just get to the next thing. But when we actually take the time to say, okay, I am feeling angry. I want to process this emotion. And I'm going to do that in different ways, whether it's through exercise or having it a, a creative outlet or going through therapy, or being supported by somebody. In Chinese medicine, you know, in our perspective, what we would do, if someone was coming in with extreme anger, right, we would actually treat the liver, Mm -hmm. we would actually prescribe uh, meditations, and qigong, and different yoga practices to help soothe the liver. And then that would be topped with food therapy, and using things that are extremely cooling, like having cucumber, adding more like really like cooling herbs into your diet. That's really important to soothe the liver as well mm-hmm. or the heat that's in your body. And so there's many different facets that we can go in terms of like, you know, healing both the physical and the mental emotional connection. But first it starts with our mindset and our perspective of emotions, mm-hmm. right? We have to actually be um, aware and, and, and take a look, like a, a really honest look and reflection at what is my relationship with emotions? And I would say just starting out with, you know, writing that on a piece of paper and just saying, what is it? Create that non, non-judgmental space for yourself. Like give yourself 10 to 15 minutes to just write out, like, what is my relationship with emotions? Who did I learn my main way of feeling from and what is the main feeling that I feel right we ask that to patients that come into the clinic all the time what is the main 
emotion that you feel like each day. A lot of people say irritability. A lot of people say sadness. A lot of people just say joy. A lot of people are sometimes numb and like disconnected from that. And so first it starts with that awareness and that understanding of, okay, I actually am this emotional being. And so what is my relationship with that? I love that. That's such a core, such a great core fundamental question to ask, I think for anybody. And it's such a interesting way that you phrased it too, is where did I, I don't know if I've heard that before, is where did I learn that emotion from or that way of being from yeah that's such a good question because I think of my own upbringing I'm like hmm I wonder what like did I get this from mom or dad or someone else or um but yeah there's a lot of um connections with at least for myself in my life right now thinking how I'm mothering and how I was mothered and how I want to mother my child you know some things I want to continue and carry on and some things I want to do drastically different but that's such a good question for everybody listening me considering like where I learned my behaviors and my emotions from I think it's such such an important question for all of us that are listening to just pause for a second I know sometimes we feel so rushed throughout our day of we got to do this I mean all the god is I got to do this I got to do that I got to and but we don't like stop Mm -hmm. pause breathe and think and this is such a beautiful question for everyone to ask so I think as practitioners, healers, coaches, we also have to do the work on ourselves before we can help anyone else. A lot of my own emotional trauma that I have understood about myself, a lot of it has stemmed from family patterns that I learned as a child. When we come into thinking about trauma that has happened in the past, it's not particularly the thing that has happened but it's the emotion that we're feeling still, right? And it's kind of like we go back to those moments. We go back to that emotion. And when we either act out that emotion or we are still stuck in that. As I'm thinking about, okay, well, what is my own relationship with emotions? Who did I learn my emotions from? A big part of that was learning anger from my father, you know, within a Vietnamese household, within an Asian family, like you either had happiness or you had anger. There was nothing in between. Mm-hmm. And at least that was my experience. And so as a child, I learned, I express my emotions and the only ones that are healthy to express is happiness and anger. Mm-hmm. So the way I dealt with things in my life was either being really happy or being really angry. And so how that ended up leading to health issues in my own life was actually causing a lot of liver issues. Interesting enough, and here's that connection again with the liver and anger in Chinese medicine. I struggled with a lot of hormonal issues. Mm -hmm. And this was me having like, you know, hormonal acne and just really feeling not like fully grounded in my emotions, not having control of my emotions, um, having irregular periods, painful periods, things Mm -hmm. like that. I was going on and off birth control and I was going through like a really difficult time with my hormones and balancing my hormones. Mm -hmm. And I had to not only take a look at my lifestyle, like what were the things I was eating? You know, what was I taking in? you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, what was I taking in? Mm -hmm. 
but I actually had to go deep within myself and tap into my subconscious and actually take a look at what emotion that I was feeling about myself. The main thing that I learned specifically about acne was that it's so deeply tied to how we feel about ourselves, the unworthiness that we feel about ourselves, and then also the anger that's kind of deep-seated within ourselves. And that anger is actually stored within our liver. There was a point of time where you know I was seeing a master herbalist, I was getting acupuncture, I was doing all the things, my diet was really great. Uh, I was like celery juicing all the time. Everything was spot on, but you know my my skin was just not getting better. Of course this was really difficult, like stifled my own self-confidence and just me being able to just like live my life. It was really a difficult time. The point that really shifted me, I remember, was me actually like going into the mirror and looking at myself and being like, this journey that I've been on with my skin, I accept you. I accept everything that comes with you. And I love you regardless to whatever happens. I love myself regardless of how I look, however my skin looks, however I'm feeling. Like, And I had to do a lot of processing around the anger and the things that I had absorbed as a child. Mm-hmm. And until I did that, and after I did that whole like mirror uh, practice with myself and just really coming to full acceptance, my skin immediately got better. I just remember like my skin cleared. It's just thinking like, wow, like this is the power of coming back and honoring your emotions, coming back and honoring yourself and your inner child that's still within you that's like asking for love and acceptance because that inner child's within all of us. Until we really connect with that inner child and we allow that inner child to have emotions and to express itself in a safe space, you know, we're really disconnecting from a really important part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean in terms of like coming into right relationship, because I feel that, yes, we can say, I'm experiencing this anger, I'm feeling it, it's going to pass. Yeah, we can have that practice, but it's having this like deeper internal work that recognizes that emotions are just another part of our body's intelligence, that it's not actually separate from us. We don't have to identify with emotions. We don't have to say, I am anger. Mm-hmm. Hence, I'm an angry person, but we can actually say anger is an emotional response and it's my body's intelligence telling me something that I need to look at. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Gosh, I, I've done some similar work. Um, mirror work, I think is what they call it or, or what it was mm-hmm. called when I did it. And I know some people think it's so woo woo, but my gosh, it is so healing. I, I don't, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like facing yourself and looking at yourself, looking deep into your eyes. And sometimes it's just that I've been in like workshops where we've done this kind of work before. And the women that were in the workshop, myself included, you just hit this like pivotal emotion, this like deep, deep, deep inner knowing your intuition, whatever the divine, whatever you want to call it, that just knows like we ourselves are always going, going, we don't stop to know, but there's something within each of us that just knows mm-hmm. and there's this like deep emotional like state that you can't escape and there is that little that little girl that's still within us that little child that's deep within 
and there are you know there are wounds like when you were expressing you know the the battle that you were having with your skin issues I face that as well and I know um there is that like pain it's a physically painful emotionally painful thing that we carry with us and it's almost like this open wound that we're constantly like dragging this open wound and we don't want it anymore but we don't know how to get rid of it but I think it's and and not only that but I think in my life at least what I've experienced is I've shot that back at people in like the most negative way but it wasn't their pain to feel it was my pain to heal you know it was like my pain to like to close it to like sew it up to heal it to like love and nurture it and I think that's that's such a beautiful um lesson for so many of us for everybody to just pause like look deep within yourself accept and love who you are and I think that you know little by little it's like the external stuff the skin stuff but then deep down you build this confidence and you move throughout your life and you have this like wisdom and inner knowing and I think that's beautiful because I think that 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 kind of um it leaves a lasting effect with other people that you heal yourself. So you differently in your life, you live your life differently. You eat, you treat yourself better. You don't eat the the Oreos. Maybe you grab the celery and stuff, you know, like you do things that, you know, your body is going to thank you for. It's this like healthy cycle. It's healthy relationship. And then that I imagine in the work you do spreads to every other aspect of your life. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel that, what we go through gives us the experience and the wisdom to help others and to hold space for others. Mm-hmm. I think in that whole health journey that I went through and it, and still it's an ongoing process. I don't think it ever stops. I think we're always constantly improving and getting better, but at the same time, we're whole, you know, we're actually moving more towards that wholeness. Um, and what Gabor Mate would say, you know, the essential self, what I would say the authentic self, the true essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's all within us. It's just taking the time. It's taking the vulnerability. It's slowing down. It's coming back to the yin, you know, saying, maybe I don't need to go, go, go and do so much and get that car or get that job to actually feel good in my body, to feel good about myself. I think that this has stemmed a lot from the things that we've learned as a child, the things that we've just taken in as uh, we've grown up, you know, from society and culture and things like that. It's about coming back to our own true, you know, our own true inner guidance, our own true, what you said, you know, your intuition, like what your body's actually telling you, because your body has this this wisdom, just going back to the emotions within Chinese medicine, when we respect our emotions, we're indirectly saying, I respect my organs. I respect the function of my organs. I respect my heart by honoring this emotion. I respect my anger. And I'm, I'm also saying that emotions have such a powerful role in, you know, our day-to-day life. For example, if someone steps over your boundary, It's okay to get angry. It's actually healthy to say, stop. It's about saying, I want to come into right relationship with my emotions. I want to make that intention. So what can I do about it? How can I respect my emotions and actually slow down? And by then respecting your emotions, you are also respecting your body. That's the connection I'm I'm really making here is that this mind-body connection is really bridged by your emotions where we've kind of lost connection to was from our emotions. It isn't 
so much about who taught us what, who taught us that. It's just about coming back into the present and saying, well, how can I shift this pattern? How can I operate and act differently when this emotion comes up? Mm-hmm. And that's how we make those those small changes. You know, for example, for me, you know, I still, you know, feel angry sometimes. And when I'm in certain conversations or the things come up, you get triggered, you're human, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's really coming back to the practices that help you anchor into that. For me, it's been breath work, meditation. Journaling has been such an amazing practice for me. Uh, shamanic journeying as well and coming back into that spiritual guidance that I feel that is you tapping into your own spirit self. I mean, that can really get, we can really get woo-woo with this because I I love talking about that. Coming back into the true essence of you and whatever practice that does for you, that helps to anchor you back. And I think also when we're triggered, I feel like a part of your frontal brain shuts off because you're like, you can only see that emotion when you're feeling that. You're like, oh man, I'm so angry or I'm so like sad. Mm-hmm. You kind of use certain coping mechanisms but it's about shifting into more healthy behaviors, healthy patterns, whether it's going to exercise, doing breath work, taking your space, going into nature, jumping into water, making that really, really sh- huge shift for yourself in your physical body as well. Mm-hmm. That can also help to shift your emotions and your relationship with your emotions. So you just answered my question. I was going to ask, what do people do? Like, what are the first steps for someone listening that's maybe frustrated with work or they're stressed out in a relationship or they just feel like it's an endless cycle, you know, for someone that's interested in, um, yeah, like, I mean, aside from the steps we mentioned, is there anything specific that you feel like works so well with most people? And I know everyone is so different. Everyone has their individual characteristics and and issues, but um, um, challenges that we all face, is there something that you feel like this is like the initial first step for someone that's maybe curious about the work you do that might be curious about working with you. Um, yeah. What is there anything specific that might come to mind? Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for asking this. You know, I believe that people come to me at different stages and um, different paths. And so when we're speaking specifically about coming to right relationship with your emotions, mm-hmm. that process is really about meeting with your the highest version of yourself and what that looks like for you and building what that looks like and then also meeting your shadow aspect meeting the parts of you that you often don't like to share with people mm-hmm. um, the parts of you that do get angry or jealous or you know really hostile or you know all those emotions that we t- try to hide and we don't own and then it's also meeting with your inner self and so I have been actually holding people in journeys to experience those all those parts of themselves in that safe container. And I feel like that's where really big healing comes into place. And those can be essentially guided journeys, guided meditation journeys, or they can be really deep shamanic journeys as well, where we we are actually held in a sacred space with spirit. And I also do other services that point you towards your own highest potential for example astrology is a really big modality that i love using that speaks specifically to this is why you were incarnated or born right now 
in your life and these are the different pieces these are the different planets and like their placements actually tell you this is how you can reach and embody your highest potential so I have so many different ways that I can help people and hold space for people so reaching out to me through uh, my website Lynn Embodied L-I-N-H Embodied.com or just reaching out to me through Instagram just asking me and having that open conversation. Yes, everyone listening should absolutely reach out to you. I just feel like listening to you, your your voice is so soothing, like your energy. You can always sense when someone is centered and in that right relationship with themselves and you are walking your talk 100% because I feel that um, in everything you do and um, everything you share. And yeah, it was so beautiful having you on the podcast today. And so grateful for your time and your energy and your knowledge and your expertise. And yeah, I'm excited to learn more from you and continue to see your journey as you graduate and hopefully have you again on the podcast and share more stories. And um, definitely, yeah. Is there any last uh, few words you want to share with the community or anything else you want to share? Mm, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much, Violet, for creating this space for me to share about the wisdom of Chinese medicine and just being you as well. You're so inspiring doing all the things that you're doing, being a mother and just <laughs> being you. And to anyone listening who really resonates with what I've shared and feels that this conversation is extremely potent, I would say that it all starts with being compassionate yourself in moments of triggered, you know, when you're triggered and when you're angry or when you're feeling really emotional, being easy on yourself, being compassionate for, for yourself in that moment and finding the support that can hold that sacred space for you. Because I think that we're social beings. We're meant to actually co-regulate and support each other and help each other during these difficult moments that we're going through and that you're not alone in it. There's someone out there that has gone through what you're going through. So yes, that's my message. And so, yeah, thank you so much, Violet, for having me. Thank you for everyone that listened and tuned in. Thank you. What a beautiful message. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the Venture Love Podcast. If you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And if you want to continue the conversation and share your biggest takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Yes, you. Head on over to my Instagram at violet underscore ventures to share your favorite part, grab a freebie, learn about my latest offerings, or check out my latest blog. I can't wait to connect and hear from you. This is Violet, and I'll see you next time on the Venture Love Podcast.